Welcome back to the Gathering Podcast. I'm Travis. And I am Will. Of course you are. <laughs> Will uh, I am. No, that's not a... Is that a rapper? Yes. Okay, yeah. And I don't think it's like a good rapper, so <laughs> probably shouldn't be. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I am Will. Familiar. I'm not that familiar. Um. Yeah, so welcome back. And if you are following up from... Uh, our last podcast, we're going to be covering part two of, <laughs> hopefully part two of two. Uh, I'm hoping we can get through um, the rest of this outline, which I, I'm sure we can. Uh, yeah, of prayer logistics. Um, basically, uh, we discussed how people prayed, um, and we'd like to get into where and when and who or to who uh, there's a lot to get through yeah there is a lot to get through but i think i think that we can handle it i think we can make it i think we can make it work but i also think that we've thought that before so <laughs> all right think? staying on track today mm. prayer logistics that, part two that won't happen <laughs> i promise you all right so i will give a brief recap um so looking at how people in scripture physically prayed, they were mentioned like this. They prayed standing. They prayed sitting. They prayed kneeling. They prayed bowing. They prayed prostrate. They prayed turning towards a wall. They prayed with their hands extended, their heads ex- uh, lifted up. Uh, they prayed with their hands lifted up. They prayed while like fasting in sackcloth and ashes. People prayed by laying on their hands on others with head coverings, using oil. There were silent and out loud prayers, and there was short prayers, and there was long prayers. And what we kind of concluded is that it doesn't matter. As long as you're praying, <laughs> it seems like Scripture's okay. It doesn't, it doesn't matter in what physical way yeah. you are praying. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if it doesn't matter what way you are physically when you pray— um, does it matter where you pray? Uh, in your heart? Is that? Well, oh, wait. technically, yes. Actually, I, I, don't, I don't think that's even in our list. Where? <laughs> no, so <laughs> the, the heart. I oh, said. the heart. <laughs> From like, the heart. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, so number one, where people prayed in Scripture, there seems to be a large amount of where being done in the temple. Um, there looks like there's Old Testament and New Testament references to people praying in the temple. Um, let's see, First First Kings eight. There's a handful of verses that suggest that uh, it says Solomon's request uh, that God would answer when his people prayed towards this place. So they're, they're maybe they're more turned towards the temple, sure, um, or in this house. So there's kind of this praying in the temple or praying towards the temple. Uh, verse 39 says to stretch out hands toward this house. So again, you're, you're kind of towards the temple, toward the city, um, toward their land, and and God would answer their prayers, it says, in this place. So some cultures still do that <clears throat> as yeah. far as like, uh, well, I'm just thinking um, Muslims and praying towards their temples turn, turn, turn a certain direction yeah. or yeah <clears throat> um and i think i, I want to say that i've seen 
some Orthodox Jews that face uh, Jerusalem when they pray. Don't quote me on that, but I pr- I, I want to say that I have. I don't think like not necessarily as a uh, um as a dictated way to pray, but I think some of them have. I've I swear I've seen that happen. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, sometimes things pop into my head and I should probably just not say them out loud. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I think we kind of mentioned it when we were talking about the physical one where it's, it said praying towards a wall. I think, you know, we kind of, oh, yeah. we kind of yep. concluded that Hezekiah was probably praying to the wall because that was the direction of the temple. Yeah. And not, so not and because he got in trouble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, other references for people praying in or towards the temple, First Kings eight fifty four. Um, Solomon finished offering all of his prayer, and it said it pleased the Lord. Then says he arose from facing the altar of the Lord, where he had knelt with hands outstretched toward heaven. So just the he he was facing the altar of sure. the Lord. Um, so so he's in the temple, um, or 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 facing the temple again. All of, all of that being said, I mean, so there, yeah, there's a Hez- handful of others Yeah, here. Second Kings, Hezekiah, Hezekiah, <laughs> um, went up to the house of the Lord and prayed. Um, the temple, the house of the Lord. Ezra prayed, um, threw himself down before the house of God. Uh, that's in uh in Ezra. <laughs> in Isaiah 56, uh, the temple is referred to as a house of prayer. And Jesus makes reference that he he wants his, you know, you know his house should be a house of prayer. Um, so before we jump into the, the New Testament ones here, um, which... Yeah, because I, I, th- I think it's good to, it's good to realize that like um, that you're not you're not necessarily praying at the temple because it's somehow closer to God, right? Like right. You don't well, I mean, even even for um the old in the older days of in the older Hebrew days, you know, there when they rebuilt the temple, the presence of the Lord did not show up. <laughs> there was no fire. Right. <laughs> and cloud of, you know, constant, uh, constant cloud. Not this time around. Uh, the second time around. So, um, yeah. So it's really good to see that you still see that in the New Testament where people are going to the, uh, going to the temple to pray, even though they know that's not where yeah, um, you know, it's no longer the embodiment of of so this presence this, of God. This makes me think. Okay, so today, um, some people value it, some people don't. Uh, the importance of a church building, sure. As, as you know, is that is that the equivalent of the Old Testament temple, um, or like Scripture says, are we now the temple of the Holy Spirit? So yeah. wherever I am, I'm praying in the temple, through the temple, you know? Sure, sure. Um, however, but, so so I agree, there, there, there's no really, there's no necessity for us to pray by going 
to church, to right. going to the church. Just like there's no necessity to get on your knees or fall, right. you know, fall face first prostate, uh, prostrate, you know, like, but sometimes mm-hmm. getting, maybe it's out of your comfort zone and putting yourself in the position of kneeling or bowing or at church. Yeah. Um, it, it can do something to you and to your temple that kind of helps to uh, facilitate that um, that open conversation between you and God. Yeah, I, Would I just you agree with that. I, I agree with that, and I also I just want to draw our attention that since Jesus has come, and if you believe in Him, the Holy Spirit lives in you. We are now the temple of God. Then to say that it's no longer maybe required is one thing. But to say that it's no longer important to go to the, quote, temple, and quote, you know, talking about the modern-day church. Yeah, for sure. Um, then how would we talk about, so in, in Acts 3, it says that Peter and John went into the temple um, in a specific time, gave 3 o'clock to pray. I mean, we're, so Jesus has come and gone. We're in the book of Acts sure. now. When they go to pray, is it because they're just going to, to a prayer meeting? <laughs> or was the, or was there still, even after, this kind of idea that we have to pray in the temple? So so here's a thought. For, so we don't necessarily know, just based on the scriptures, we don't necessarily know that they were alone, right? Right. So when... when uh, when these references are made to people um, going to the temple and praying in the temple, yep. we don't necessarily know that they're all alone. Um, I know we see that, you know, sometimes <clears throat> what that the the famous hospital movie scene where you know the guy's all by himself in the chapel at the hospital, or right. whatever, you know, at, or or they walk into the old uh, Catholic church, you know, big, big old church and nobody's there and it's just them praying. Right. But like, we don't necessarily. So are these know. services? Yeah. That I mean, referencing. Yeah. Or, or is it a big group of people that are praying? Are they praying sure. out loud? Are they play, praying to themselves? Um, because the communal prayer, that corporate aspect of it, I think is extremely important. Well, how do you do that corporate aspect about having a central meeting place? Yep. Right. Um, and in this time, nobody had large enough houses to so, really. So we're meeting to, at the temple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, in Acts twenty two seventeen, it says that that Paul was praying in the temple when he fell into a trance. Um, so let me just, let me just ask the question then: um, Is it important where we're praying? So so Paul here was praying in the temple when he fell into a trance. Um. Should we just conclude altogether that our church building has no importance whatsoever because of this? Or or is there still something to the place where God's people meet on a regular basis? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or are we getting off topic? <laughs> that's, that's, I don't know, but that's one that I am not 
uh, prepared for in, sure. in any way, shape, or form? That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. I, that was you not a question for you. A, that was a question for our Sure. Listeners. Okay. Yep. Let's go with that route because I'm definitely going to need some time to, to think on that one. Um, uh, sure. I, I just, I say that because, I mean, obviously it seems in the Old Testament before Christ came, there was a necessity to pray. Yeah. In a specific place, yeah. But also after Christ, there's not. But we still see people doing yeah, it. Yeah, and also we see. Well, I mean, and people talk to God even in the Old Testament. There were several references of people talking to God before there were, even was a temple. Yeah, and they're um, not always at the temple, right? Yeah. Uh, but so no, no special significance. Yeah, I think we can safely yeah, say. And, and we don't see it. I mean, we see it in both Old and New Testament um, going to the temple. But there's other places where mm-hmm. we see where where, where I mean, David's praying in a cave right you know, what, as he's hiding and writing the Psalms I mean there's so if people can't meet at the temple um, we also see that people meet and pray maybe not meet we, we see people pray near water I know that's isn't that a big one for you or I, is I love is the water yeah. uh, mostly for because it it shows me how small and insignificant I am. Sure. It, it, it like humbles me, which then I, helps my prayer life. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think I've had similar, not necessarily your, your water experiences tend to be towards, uh, at least from what I remember you discussing have always been more of like a beach and an ocean, large body of water type of thing. Yep. Makes me feel small. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I've, I've definitely had some good uh, times spent in the presence of God near water, but they've they've been smaller bodies of water, and more like that, more like that whole trickling, trickling sound. Maybe it has something to do with um, just putting putting my mind at peace and opening that uh, opening that vein of communication, I guess. But sure, I, I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. So Acts sixteen thirteen says. Uh, on the and on the Sabbath day, it says we went outside the gate to the riverside, where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the woman who had come together. So it doesn't necessarily say that they prayed, but they they thought that there was a place of prayer hmm. next to this riverside. So hmm. I I'm That's not entirely sure what that means. Yeah. a place of prayer, um, some sort of maybe an old altar or old you know they, they stack rocks on top of each other yeah. like, a, like a you know a monument or something or i wonder if it's just a place where like a designated place where people recognize that people pray here so we're going to respect that sure maybe like that like privacy kind of maybe holy that, ground sort of sure thing. sure like i mean it's kind of like when you go to a library you know you're supposed to be quiet yeah, and it's to respect the fact that there could be people studying and whatever. So, um, or or it know. could have just been a, a place a place of prayer. And, and, and we're speculating a lot right sure, now. A lot of speculation. <laughs> this is Please not, do not quote. We did not research this. this. <laughs> but a place of prayer could just be uh, a known place where you could go to get prayer. Maybe someone's sure. going to be there to pray for you. Sure. Because yeah. it, but what it says is we assume there's a place of prayer, and then it switched to go. And we met this woman like, sure. Like maybe they were supposed to 
And gentlemen, for this woman. <laughs> what better place to meet <laughs> Absolutely. a lady? Right? Right. Find your lady at a place of prayer, and you know. Uh, you're <laughs> I don't think that's. So, maybe that's what it was getting at. I don't so know. We didn't how I'm it. going to extrapolate this <laughs> is that, uh, it, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Acts 21.5, Paul and his disciples um, prayed at the beach before getting on their ship. Um, Acts 21.5. Skip five. the ship and let's just go to the beach. <laughs> right. It says, the verse actually says, when our days there were ended, uh, we departed and went on our journey. And they all, with wives and children, accompanied us until we were outside the city. And kneeling down on the beach, we prayed. So this this is the verse why I pray at the beach. <laughs> um, although I usually just have a cup of coffee in my hand. Um, but so, so they. Well, and you normally yeah. go to uh, sunrise side too, don't you? For. When, whenever you go to the beach, it's usually sunrise side. Not, yes, it is. Not, not yeah. California or anything Correct. like that. So it's, it's nice, <laughs> peaceful, quiet morning. Uh, so they prayed near water. They prayed in the temple. So those are public places. They may or may not be with someone else, but those are public public places. Where might some private places be? Um, so Matthew 6 talks about people praying in private, says uh, t- to not pray like the hypocrites out on the street corners, but to go behind closed doors in your room. Okay. So so we see people So then is it hypocritical? Secluded. Is it hypocritical to pray in public? No, because scripture tells us other places to, <laughs> to also pray pray with people. Um, I, we, I just I just asked that facetiously, just to you know. I, I understand. Got to uh, get some things riled up here, right? We also see Jesus in, in Matthew and Mark, and that that he withdrew, went alone onto the mountains to pray, and I think you know. I certainly enjoy getting together in groups and praying because I think I learn also through other people's prayers. Sure. And, oh, yeah. and I can, and I can agree with, and there's a unity and as someone prays something and I'm like, yes, I agree with that, yeah. you know, but at the same time, I love getting away from people. So, <laughs> so I totally agree. I love private prayer time because I tend to get a little um, real. I, I don't know if that's sure. the right way to say it, but like, you know, I might, uh, I might talk with God. Uh, anyway, so I love the private, I, I love the private prayer, but um, I will say, you know, growing up extremely more on the conservative Baptist side of things, um, and and prayer was very for uh, I don't even want to say formal because that's not necessarily what I'm you know what I'm saying yeah. like and then having more of a corporate prayer where um I've prayed with people recently who you know maybe come from more of a Pentecostal side of things and their prayer life is so much different and there's like a it seems like sometimes a lot going on during it and. It, it can be almost distracting in a way just because it's not what I'm used to, but I've loved the experience and because it's a learning experience right. and, and I've just learned so much about how 
you know, just people's relationship with God can be so different um, based on personality and everything. It's, it's been sure. I mean, I mean, I used to, it would be a sin if someone started their prayer off with, Hey God, like, because it's so informal. You're saying that's how you grew up. That's how I grew up. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I thought, I thought you were making a proclamation at the moment. (laughs) I was like, really, really? Well, let's hear this. Thou is listen. And so, and not necessarily, I don't know if anyone would have ever said it was a sin, but it was frowned sure, upon. Sure, sure. Um, whereas, you know, as we jump into the logistics of prayer, yeah, God God is someone to, that we are to revere as creator. Sure. But he is also father. He is also friend. And so I don't think it's wrong that someone start a prayer off with, hey, God. Sure. Um, I mean... There, there's, you can be honest and raw, like you're saying with God and he can take it. Yeah. Like, and what we see from going through this logistics is there's no one, one way or right way to yeah. express your, your yeah. thoughts and heart to God as long as you're doing it. So, and, and I think a lot of that too <clears throat> definitely has to come. I mean, it, it definitely goes with people's upbringing and how they view respect. What is respect? What sure. isn't respect? Because you know, it's kind of like I, I've I've heard some people get really upset when people don't take their hat off when they pray. And for me, it's not an issue because for me, I never grew up in a time where you take your hat off in front of a, a lady or whatever to show respect. Like taking your hat off, even though I was in the service, <laughs> taking your hat off has never been a sign of respect in my life. and And so it has no influence in that way. And therefore... I don't see keeping your hat on when you pray as a sign of disrespect, right? Um, and so you're the same, just obeying with head covering, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, so like you know, for some people, it may seem disrespect. Like you're talking to God. How dare you talk to him like that? And for other people, it might be. And I can respect that. Like I can, I can understand where they're coming from. But I also see where some people like I'm talking to God, like. He, he is my father and we we're tight. And right. so, yeah, like you're more, you're more casual with people that you are close with. Right. So yeah. I, I can, I can totally see both sides of things, but so people pray in those, private. those are definitely things that you only yeah. learn in public versus these private prayers. Right. Uh, so, I mean, we looked at Mark's one also says that Jesus went away to a deserted place instead of the mountains. Now he just kind of, he went away and prayed, catch this, before the sun rose. So there's my morning. Hopefully, hopefully it was I've got beach prayer and morning right here versus <laughs> telling me I'm doing it right. Hopefully it was winter, so morning came a little later. <laughs> right, sleeping. Of course, this was the, th- uh, the, the one you referenced about what time they went to the temple. That was the third hour. Is that the third hour of the day, so like 9 o'clock, oh, or is that or in the morning. third hour? Like, hmm, Yeah, I mean, they're they're. Times was a lot different than our time. Sure, sure. (laughs) Um, Luke 5, as crowds gathered around Jesus, he just another reference that he would withdraw and go to a a, by himself to a place to pray. Yeah. Um, Luke 6, Jesus went on a mountain to pray during uh, the night before appointing his 12 disciples. Um, Mm. And Acts 10 says that Peter went to a rooftop to pray. So he's just trying to get someplace alone. And so I'm going to try that next time. <laughs> uh, there you go. Dad, Mom, where's Dad? He's I'm going to be the up roof. on the roof praying. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fall. 
I think I think yeah. those rooftops were a little bit more like uh, uh, big city patio type things too. Sometimes, I, yeah, I was I always pictured like real thin twigs, you know, sort of thing. Like <laughs> like they had a. Yeah, no, no, I definitely think it's more of that. <laughs> no, you're right, but this is how I always thought. Well, like, when I growing think about up, like was, it was Jezebel, like right? This little hut. Bathed on the roof, you know. It's like it'd be really. How do you bathe on a grass roof? Like, huh? yeah, with a pitch. <laughs> like all the water would run. Has out. a twelve twelve pitch, and she's got a bathtub up there. What the heck's going on? All right, we're off topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so people prayed in the temple, probably around a bunch of people. I mean, that's the main place people would go. Sure. So uh, they pray in your water in private, and then maybe you just bring a, a few people with you, you know. Um, Matthew 26, Mark 14, and Luke 22 show that Jesus, not only did he go away by himself, but he would also sometimes take a few of his disciples with him mm. to pray. Specifically, um, I'm th- these verses mentioned Gethsemane when he he's in the garden, and he takes a few of them to go Sure. Just a few little yeah, extra yeah, yeah. steps to yeah. pray. Takes his close right, close few. You know that <clears throat> that brings up like the just the relativity of um that word few or or the thought process of um you know praying with many people and praying with a few people. Like for me praying with many people is let's say praying in front of our church body of 200 plus people. Whereas to others, yeah. Praying in front of my church body of 10,000 people, you know, like, uh, so, and, and praying in front of a few might be more like, you know, the prayer meeting where there's a dozen folks or so as a, as opposed to other people might look at a few people and think, Oh yeah. Praying in front of a few, dozen people you know (laughs) so so there is some perspective there and i think a lot of things we need to understand is like if someone's like i'm not gonna pray in front of ten thousand people you can be like come on you gotta pray in front of a lot of people it's it's in scripture where people are praying in front of many and it's like you have to i think have enough grace to to folks where it is okay for them to experience their many or their few versus um you know what right what, well, how you might but, interpret but that to, as well to push back to that person maybe would doesn't mean you shouldn't ever pray I, with other people yeah i agree <laughs> I or in a group agree. of some sort yep yep we should always be expanding our um areas of comfort right especially because that's where god usually wants us to um show our trust is outside of our comfort zone. Yeah, so so all throughout it, all throughout the gospels um, most of the references are Jesus taking a few of his disciples or Luke 9 Jesus went up on the mountain with Peter, James and John um, to pray. And and so not only do we see people going in private and with a few people, but we also see people praying in a larger group setting among other people. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke 1 10 says, you know, the angel of the Lord appeared to Zechariah and it says, while the assembly, a larger group of people was praying. And, and so that would be like what you're saying. Yeah. Praying at our church service. Yeah. When there, there's a few hundred people. Um, Luke three, Jesus was praying at his baptism, uh, which 
all the all the pictures I've seen, there's lots of people around, <laughs> and, and and obviously John the Baptist was doing baptisms, but I, I guess I don't know exactly how many people would have sure. been there. Sure, um, perhaps a lot. <laughs> and, and so Jesus prayed during that in front of a group of people. Uh, the disciples in Acts one uh, devoted themselves to prayer in the upper room. Now. If we say few is three people, because that's what few means, right? Isn't it? In English. In yes. English, yeah. <laughs> so, that, I mean, nowhere, it doesn't say few in Scripture when referencing. That was our terminology. Uh, but the disciples devote themselves together in a group, you know, in prayer in the upper room. Um, Acts 1, 2, 4, and 12 all mention praying as a church. Um, so there's a mm. group of gathered believers and they're praying together. Um, and so, so yeah. Is that referencing specifically um, as a church, like that whole church community or as a church, the many communities? Well, because of geographically the location, I would think it's not like all of the, Sure. Churches in the area. I'm just thinking like we but. could pray as a body of believers, mm-hmm. um, as a quote church, um, and be praying at different times in different locations. Oh, sure. But for, well, you know, well, Acts four says a group of believers were praying together when the room shook. So, so sure. They're, okay. They're, yeah. They're specific. It's yeah. a, there's a time and location to that prayer. Um, but I could, I could see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. But what about uh, when? I mean, we got there. I mean, did they, did they just like start praying? I mean, how did they? Sure. So we got like the, you we know got the we, where we're where so were they yeah from? we're so used to our structure of things like okay we're going to we're going to welcome the group and then we're going to uh, open the word of prayer and then we're going to um, sing a couple songs. Sure. So it has to be before yeah. and then at the end of service. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing in uh, the middle. And you have to pray before you eat your meal. Right. And you have to pray before bed and you have to pray when you wake. Like when, like yeah. when are people actually praying in the morning? Every time just at that third hour. <laughs> I, I mean, I, <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, no, Psalm five and Psalm 88 talk about praying in the morning. And then Daniel prayed three, three times, times a day. day. Yeah. But were that three times all in the morning? I mean, was it like when he first woke up before he left for work and then when like the mid morning break, like that's the, a, that's a 50, lot of breaks in the morning, the 15 minute, you know, union. I don't break think he was in a union. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would take Daniel as praying like in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening kind sure. of thing. Like first thing you roll out of bed, you pray. You pray in the middle of your day. You pray before going to bed sort of thing. Sure. Um, we know from Mark that Jesus prayed in the morning while it was still very dark. So Man. that was before the sun came up. In the winter time. <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> uh, I would hope, certainly. However, <laughs> however, we also see in Luke that Jesus didn't pray in the morning, but Jesus spent the night in prayer um, <sighs> before now choosing. So... You're pushing my limits. He's like a 24-7 <laughs> prayer. All right. So, there, there. I mean, and there are some references to um, Acts 10. Peter prayed at noon on the rooftop. 
Um, early, I, early morning prayer mm-hmm. and nighttime prayer for me would definitely result in sleep. Just like, if oh, I'm, sure. Absolutely. Okay. So you want me to Why pray Why do you think the disciples morning? fell asleep on yeah, Jesus well, in see, the garden? Exactly. That's probably, <laughs> I can still say, you know what? I could still be in the top three and fall asleep while lying prostrate in the early morning. <laughs> okay. So y'all come at me. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it, there's, um, there's several references to morning prayer. Um, there's a night prayer. There's a few here referencing like an afternoon prayer. Um, Acts 16 says Paul and Silas were praying and singing in prison around like midnight, hmm. like in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, which I guess maybe you don't. Imagine I, I don't being, know. Are, are there imagine, windows there? Like maybe they didn't even know what time shift. it was. Yeah. I'm maybe. Not. Maybe they didn't. <laughs> but imagine being like a night shift guard and thinking like, oh my gosh, can they just go to sleep? Like, do they not realize? <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> but that's your midday. Maybe. Shout out! Shout out to all my uh, <laughs> all my uh, prison guards out there. Yeah, in in First Thessalonians, we see Paul and his company praying at night and in the day. Um, and the 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 verse everyone probably knows, First Thessalonians five sixteen, where it tells us to pray without ceasing. Mm. So I I'm going to conclude from this that. It doesn't matter when, as long as you are praying. Sure. So I think every time is a good time to pray. So I, I could I I'm 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 thinking like okay, do I interrupt that with the question I have or not? And that is, <laughs> and that is the formality of prayer. <sighs> like okay, so pray without ceasing. Does that mean I should be? Uh, in a conversation with somebody, and then they're just like, you know what? Let me. It means stop you this shouldn't. It means you shouldn't be having this conversation right now. You should be praying. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, or is it? Could it simply be pointing to just that? Be in constant communication with the yes. Father. Yes. Yes. The latter. I knew that. I'm just <laughs> asking uh, for the for the listeners. Of, yeah. Yes. Uh, the constant prayer is what's vital. And, and you know, to be honest, like there's been times where I'm having a conversation, I'm talking and maybe I'm looking at somebody and talking with them. And I, I can still pray like in the back of my head for that person while I'm sure. talking. So you're, you're talking to someone and then you pray, are you praying to them? No. So who see that segue? You yes. Like how I, I like that. I'm pretty good with that. I should get a segue <laughs> because I'm so good at segues. <laughs> Now bring us back to this somehow. To and through whom do we pray then? Yeah, so I've heard I've heard every um, people pray to the Father. I've heard people pray to Jesus. Uh, People pray to the Holy Spirit. Sweet. So last episode I referenced like I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to continue that and be like, uh, (laughs) sweet. Six pound, eight ounce, baby Jesus. <laughs> yeah, right. Is, is it wrong? I mean, I I wouldn't want to pray to, you know, I want to pray to the risen King Jesus, right, exactly. maybe not necessarily the baby Jesus, but <laughs> um, certainly, I there's scripture references for all, all three. You sure, know, people are praying sure. to the Father, to the Spirit, and mm-hmm. to Jesus. However, um, I'll I'll mention a couple in a minute here, but. A majority of prayers offered in Scripture are to God the Father, mm. um, and so when we when we look at 
the Trinity and and kind of understand that we're praying to the Father through, through the, the Son, Son. because yeah. of what he's accomplished by the the Holy Spirit. Sure. Then then that it kind of it, it well, just makes because, sense to me. Well, because in in many cases if you think about like God himself um inhabiting the space of the temple, you know, looking back in in those days you needed the um ritualistic sanctification prior to entering the space to mm-hmm. talk to God, right? And so or the priests did. And so um through Jesus Christ, we no longer uh he he's fulfilled that requirement, so we no longer uh need to um through Jesus we are able to communicate directly to uh the Father. And how how did you finish that? Through Jesus, by the power of the, by the by, power of the Holy by Spirit. The Spirit. So it, it's the Spirit who fills us and in, in yeah gives us the the words and so a a couple um verses here um Romans eight uh, says the Spirit intercedes for us as we pray. First uh, Corinthians fourteen, uh, we should pray with both the Spirit and the mind. Uh, Ephesians 6, pray in the Spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. Jude 20, pray in the Holy Spirit. Now, in the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit. Now, mm. a couple. Is that a, is that a, a some would, filler word for no, the well, translation of I, Hebrew or of Greek? I don't think so because I just listened to a book by Sam Storms called, um, I think it was Praying in Tongues book. But so So there's a few references to. Uh, some people take these verses and go praying in the spirit means praying in tongues. Okay. Um, and there are a few references where you could absolutely conclude that from first Corinthians um, 14 and 12, but a majority of these Ephesians six um, Romans eight Jude 20. Uh, when you look when, if I'm not going to geek out and get into the, the Greek, but when you look at uh, the word and how it's used, so Ephesians six, for example, Says to 18. Pray, 618 says yeah. to, to pray in the spirit at all times. If we just stopped there, then we could conclude maybe it means to pray in tongues at all times. You're praying in the spirit at all times. But then it it adds additional information. It says in every prayer and supplication. So does that mean that every prayer has to be in tongues? No. Uh, so Well, it, we see the actual contradiction uh, to that. So yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So you know, Ephesians six, um, in Jude twenty, um, I w- I could you could conclude this that all praying in tongues is praying in the spirit, but not all praying in the spirit is praying in tongues. Mm. And and so, I w- I would just caution anyone who would jump to the extreme to say that praying in the spirit has to be praying in tongues because that would that would negate. Did, did I you- can't pray in the spirit while in English. Did you just say that praying in the spirit? Can you say that again? How, however, you said that. So what I said was. Hopefully, you had it written yep. down. <laughs> uh, I don't, but it's in my head. Uh, praying in tongues, all all praying in tongues is praying in the spirit, but not all praying in the spirit is praying in tongues. Hmm. I I don't know if I would agree with you on that. Why is that? Only because, um, I guess, I guess you would need to then define praying in tongues to me. 
Um, because sure. So, so a right I, biblical I understanding. Believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like <laughs> I would be praying in by the Spirit, not a manufactured. Yeah, that no. and, and that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, there, as long as there's that def, defining term of praying in tongues, yeah, because I absolutely. I know darn well that there are people out there who certainly do not that are not filled with the Holy Spirit that pray in a manufactured l- tongue. L- let me say this. All spirit-led praying in tongues is praying in the spirit. spirit. (laughs) All spirit-led is (laughs) spirit-led. But not all praying in the spirit is is praying in tongues. Okay, now we're on the same page. There we go. All right. I'm glad we could work Uh, through this. Yeah. Um, So there there is reference to praying um, in the spirit, and, and, and certainly people offer up prayers to the Holy Spirit. I hear it all the time. Um, There are some where... Uh, I'll skip down here to the Lord. Acts one twenty four. Um, when they were discerning Judas's replacement, trying to pick, pick a new disciple, um, the believers prayed, quote, Lord, you know everyone's heart. And they continue, but they, they're praying to Lord, which in the New Testament we see the Lord, and it's mostly connected to Jesus. So we're drawing the sure. conclusion here um, by what word is being used, that they're praying to Jesus um, but more specifically, we can in First Timothy one. You know, he says, "I give thanks." Um, he has gratitude to Christ Jesus, like like so. He he's praying and thanking God, thanking Christ. Um, Revelation. There's reference to to that. Oh, let's see what else we got here. So when we're praying to the Father or the Son or the Holy Spirit, yep, we're essentially that three in one Trinity. It's a Trinitarian prayer, and therefore we're praying to the entire. We're not just praying to the to the Holy Spirit. We're not just praying to Jesus. We're not just pay, praying to the Father. We're praying to the unity of God in the three in one. Right. Um, <clears throat> so talking to talking to Jesus is talking to God is talking to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And we're we're doing this in what way? Are we asking for things are we praising are we giving thanks are we which yes (laughs) yeah yeah i mean so so even scripturally we see many references to so so i guess what i'm asking is like so okay if we're asking for something do i need to talk to so one or the other the 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 father and then if i'm yeah um so i don't know that scripture gives us the exact formula for sure. how this should happen. Um, but we do see a lot of times when prayers are in Thanksgiving, they're giving thanks in prayer. Um, a lot of times it is giving thanks to God as in God, the father. Um, but there's all, you know, Romans one, eight, Paul says, I thank my God through Jesus. It's still, it's connecting yep. it all. Right. Yeah. But he's thanking God or first Corinthians one, Paul thanks God for the Corinthians, um, in Ephesians five, Paul instructs people to sing and give thanks mm. to God the Father at all times for everything, but it's in the name of Jesus. So gotcha. there's, there's still a a connection. But so I think most of the time, I'm just reading through a bunch of these. I'm not going to read them all yeah. of time. Um, but a lot of the times, it looks like in giving thanks, you're giving thanks to God the Father. Um, but then on the flip side, when you're giving, when when you're um, looks like when you're asking for blessings, um, or when you're blessing, you know, this Zechariah or Luke one says Zechariah prophesies 
you know, blessed be the Lord God of Israel. Lord God, is that, is that, am I praying to Jesus or am I praying to God? <laughs> like, maybe that's a little confusing, but Second Corinthians says, blessed be the God and Father of Jesus. So still push, of our, pushing of our stuff Lord to Jesus, yeah. exactly, <laughs> but still pushing stuff off to yeah. God, the father. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if one of these jumps out to you, go ahead and read it, but I'm just kind of perusing through. Sure. Uh, maybe we can put these notes on. Um, yeah. I, I mean, there, there's, man, there is a lot in, uh, as far as referencing prayer and, who you're t- I think, I think it's definitely a, um, uh, just a, a a total mixture. It's this bouquet of colorful um, prayer, right? Where we have blessings going to all three. We have questions going to all yeah. three. We have praise going to all three, because all three are one, um, and. Uh, requests of healing, mm-hmm. praising all three for that. Like it, it's, it's, it's this, um, dense, uh, Trinitarian prayer every time we go to prayer, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's miraculous. I might say. Yeah. And, and so I guess the important thing to conclude from all of part one, part two of prayer logistics is not to spend time worrying about how physically I'm praying or or where I'm praying or the when, <laughs> what time of day, or or even necessarily whether I'm praying specifically to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Although most of the time it is to the Father, um, I think the important thing is to just understand who we're praying to, that we are praying to our Creator, our Savior, our sustainer and and that we're being honest and that we're involving other people at times. Let's just make sure that we have a healthy prayer life. That's it for today's episode. We thank you for listening. And if you liked what you heard, please hit that like button, share and subscribe. And we would also appreciate a good five-star review. And most importantly, if you find yourself in the Gladwin area, we'd love to have you join us. Every second Saturday of the month, we have a men's breakfast at the 963 building on North M18 at 7.30 in the morning.